everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. This is Chris Carter, and this is now CC in DC. What? What does that mean, Chris? DC, are you talking about you talking about the District of Columbia? You're talking about Washington, DC? Are you talking about the 20002? Yes, I am talking about the 2002 District of Columbia, Washington, DC. Your boy is out here now. Uh, that is why I've had a couple couple weeks off the podcast. It's been crazy adjusting to this new lifestyle. And if you're on YouTube watching this, we got the new setup. Uh, I had to leave a lot of my old stuff behind at the house just because at the place I'm living right now, we don't have room for the whole studio. And that's okay. That is perfectly fine. But what we have here are the basics. We got the mics. We got the camera. We got the lights. We got everything going on. And I'm happy to be up here. So you might be thinking like, okay, Chris, this is this is crazy. Like what prompted you to move to Washington, D.C.? Like you didn't say anything about this in any prior episodes. Last thing I did say was at the end of me and George's episode that we had a new surprise coming or a new big announcement that I was potentially going to wait to episode 50 to say, but you would probably get suspicious where it's like, okay, this is a new setup and he's been recording this for 10 episodes now. What's going on? And I'm just, I, I'm here to spill it. I'm here to say like, no longer a country boy, no longer, you know, getting stuck behind tractors on the road and checking out tobacco fields all the time. Now it's just, you know, concrete jungles and public transit. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad actually. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. This It's like, a much faster pace than where I was in Raleigh, but it's not so fast where it's like, okay, this is a little overwhelming. Just like the perfect right in between. And, you know, I live in a perfect location as to where I work, which by the way, your boy got a new job. Your boy is now out here with a new job. We said bye-bye to the old thing in Raleigh. Bye-bye to waste management. We're out here in the financial services industry. What's good with it? Um, but I would say that this move has definitely been on my mind for a while now. Um, you know, I've always wanted to live in DC and when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, you know what, when, uh, when else am I going to get this opportunity? Just like going to Spain and seeing El Clasico, like when else am I going to get this opportunity to move to a new city, try something brand new, live a completely different lifestyle if it wasn't like right then. So um, about a month ago, I got a new job uh, working in finance, which it's been crazy. It's been a long time coming. I've always grown up wanting to know, like, I'm going to work in finance. Like, this is what I want to do. And kind of as time went on throughout college and throughout my postgrad uh, past year and a half, two years, I came to the conclusion, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have all the credentials for it. Maybe because I didn't go to a target school. I didn't like have this and that. I didn't have all these excellent connections with people at Harvard or whatever. Then maybe I might not have a chance in big finance. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I, I doubted myself. Um, and, you know, I shouldn't have. I should have been more, more confident with all that I've built over these past few years, all that I've become, and should have considered myself much sooner for a higher position. Um, but here we are. We, we made it. It's it's crazy. Um, now, with this new job, like I've always wanted 
to work in investments. I've always wanted to be involved with money and being an accountant at my last job, I wasn't doing anything with investments. I was, I was looking at money, but it was like, I'm looking at money for the trash business. So like, it was all right. And so far, like the new job, it's, it has been extremely, extremely challenging. I'm not even going to lie about that. Like anybody who says they go into a big time job like this and says it's easy is lying. There's, there's no way, there's no way you could walk into this job feeling prepared for it, like for the job, like for your day-to-day activities or your day-to-day responsibilities, like there was no prepping for it. And as much as I thought I was prepped for it, like at my old job, like, okay, I understand journal entries. <laughs> I understand what it means to accrue stuff. And has that carried over? Very, very little. It's like took all the all the most basic stuff from my last job and it's just like a drop in the bucket with this new job. It's it's a completely different set of rules. Like it's it's wild, but it has been great. And with you know, with higher up finance, like the hours are a little longer. And you know, anybody will tell you that. And I can I can personally vouch for that and I can say like working till six, six thirty, normal. <laughs> normal. It's it's all right though. But the one thing I do like about this is that even when you're in the office at 6, 6.30, 6.45, you're still not the last person there. There's still other people around that are working just as hard, if not harder, like trying to get their stuff done. So to see that is kind of motivational as opposed to being the last one in the office and all of your coworkers are gone. So you're like, nobody's around. Why should I? Why should I continue to kind of push forward? Like I got stuff to do, but like the motivation isn't there. And here, the motivation is there, like, it makes you want to work harder to kind of, I don't know if, if that makes sense, but I'm not minding that. Um, I'm not minding the, the crazy Metro ride every day. And it's like, it's a new, new, new movie every single day when you get on the Metro, every single walk to the Metro, it's like, dang, I just saw some crazy shit that I didn't see yesterday, never seen before. But it's like just the average, it's just the average thing now. Like I just see crazy shit on the metros and the metro stations. Um, it's been wild. Uh, now with the new job, I, we were, they started in office December 1st, uh, just like everywhere else around here because the mask mandate was lifted. And now we are back kind of like hybrid remote, which is okay. Um, now that kind of takes everything I said about kind of feeling more motivated to get stuff done when there's other people around working hard, kind of took that theory and just threw it out the window because now it's like 645 and I'm the, I'm the only person in my, in my room working. So it's been like kind of like a back and forth transition. And now this week, um, I'm heading back home, heading back to North Carolina for Christmas. Stoked to see everybody back home. My mom has been on me. She's like, Chris, you know, there hadn't been a podcast in a while. Chris, it's, it's been a minute. Like, I, I don't have anything to listen to when I'm driving. Chris, why haven't you put up a new podcast? Mom, trust the process. Trust the process, Mom. I'm on the grind. Like, you got to understand that. But but no, I'm, I'm stoked that I'm finally able to sit down. We're able to record this episode. Actually, last week, I sat down with Matt Finn, my other boy that just recently moved up here. 
And we were just kind of goofing around, uh, recording stuff, recording the video for it. And I will not be, that episode will not be aired out, but Matt will be on another episode in the near future. Like now that, you know, he's comfortable behind a mic, comfortable being on camera with it. I'm super stoked about it because him and I had a really good conversation. We kind of recapped my first weekend in DC, which since that won't be out, I mean, I guess I can, I guess I can share a little, little bit of details for y'all. Uh, so really like my first weekend and even through like my second weekend has just been like trying to see as much as I can. So Friday night, uh, Matt and I, we went to DuPont Circle, which is like, you know, where everything's popping. And, you know, as rookies to this, we goofed pretty bad. We got off the metro uh, at DuPont Circle. We kind of walked around the area. And we're like, okay, like, I don't see any of the hype behind DuPont Circle. Like, nothing's popping off. Like, we don't see anything crazy. Like, this is nothing what people talk about. So we came to the conclusion, like, okay, maybe DuPont was just super dead on Friday night. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why, like, nothing was open. I come to find out the next day. I was dead wrong because we were just, we were looking for love in all the wrong places. We weren't in the right area where everything was popping off at DuPont because when I went the next day to get brunch, I found it all. I found everything, like all the places where it would have been popping and it was just all the places that Matt and I didn't walk to. So out of disappointment, we were like, you know, we can go to Old Reliable. We can take the Metro, get off at the Smithsonian and kind of walk around the National Mall just to check it out. Like, it's the first weekend, might as well. So this is where it gets gets a little crazy here. We get off the Metro, and it's probably like probably 1 o'clock, 1.15, and we go to leave the station, and the gates are closed. Like, the gates to enter into the Metro station are shut. I was like, no way. My first, like, first Friday night, we're sleeping in the subway station. No way. So we turn back around, um, back towards the gates, and we try to go to the elevator. Elevator's not working. No way. I'm really sleeping in the metro station now. And as we walk back over to kind of like the center kiosk thing where the person that works for the the DC metro hangs out at, like kind of answers people's questions, helps them with their cards or whatever, wasn't in there. So I was like, okay, I guess... I guess we got to scan our cards again, try to get back down on the tracks and try to get a try to get a train out of here to take us to somewhere that isn't closed. And right as we went to go scan our cards, like someone came on the intercom at the little kiosk and was like, oh, are you guys looking to get out? I mean, no, we're just we're just we're just hanging out. But yeah, we are we are trying to find our way out of here. So, okay, just hang on. Someone's coming. They'll come and let you out. Thank gosh, our savior. Someone's going to be there any moment, and we're going to get out of here. We're going to get up there and be able to see the, the whole National Mall. Fifteen minutes go by, we don't see anybody still. Okay, maybe, again, maybe we're sleeping in the metro. Maybe, like, we're just going to have to come to the conclusion that we're going to have to find a spot to sleep. Finally, someone comes through, and he's like, oh, were you guys looking to get out? Did you just get off the wrong, st- wrong stop? Do you know the metro's closed? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, like it stops running after one o'clock. And I don't know why, like I didn't like put two and two together that this is like such a thing that, you know, people have to go home and like sleep and not work. I was like, oh, uh, no, I had no idea. 
He's okay. Well, let me grab my bag and we'll walk up to the gate and we'll, I'll let you guys out of here. Night saved. What? Our savior. So he gets his stuff together. We start walking up and we get to the gate and he looks at us. He's like, boys, like you do know the chain wasn't around this and it was unlocked the whole time. (laughs) You're telling me, you're telling me that this gate was open the whole time. That's exactly, exactly what he was telling us. Uh, so we we wasted a half hour and convinced ourselves we're sleeping in the metro for the gate to be open. And we got out of there and we we're finally we we're home free. We had a beautiful view of the mall, like we could see the Capitol building, we could see the monument. So walked around there for a little bit, and it was probably like by the time we called the Uber to get back to the house, it was probably like I don't know, maybe like one thirty. No, no, no. It was closer to two at this point after we walked around for a while. Closer to two, we got an Uber, got back to my place, and called it there. Matt went home, went to bed. Saturday morning, I wake up, I go to brunch with a friend, and that's when I discovered that you know Dupont kind of pops off. That we were definitely looking, definitely looking in all the wrong areas. Incredible brunch, and then after that, um, called up Matt again. I was like, all right, let's give this another shot. Let's go back to the National Mall. Let's go to some museums. Let's, you know, let's just let's give it a shot. So he comes back over, and first one on the list was the Air and Space Museum. Just because the night before when we saw it, like looking through the windows, like oh shoot, like that looks kind of wild. That's we have to go there tomorrow. So we get there and go through security and everything. Like you gotta take off, just like the airport. You gotta take everything off. You gotta empty out your pockets, take off your belt, take off your watch, and then you'd be in there. I was like, okay. Fair enough. Simple. Get through that. They go to hand me my phone. He's like, oh, do you have a multi-tool on it or like some type of like metal tool that's in your phone case or whatever? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do have that. He's like, well, you're going to have to take it outside. Hold up. I just sat through that line just to be told that. Like, I wish I would have known. I mean, I I, I couldn't have known if, unless he told me. He's like, no, you got to find a spot for that to put it outside. Then maybe like I can get you through a shorter line to go through security. Take it outside. I set my multi-tool down right next to where someone else set theirs down. So I was like, okay, this must be a common thing. Get back inside and I'm ready to see the Air and Space Museum. So we start at the space side, walk through a couple spaceships and whatnot. And we noticed a lot of the exhibits were closed just on the space side. And I would say maybe like, it was like 80% open, I would say. Um, maybe a little, maybe like 75% open. Uh, so that was like a little disappointing. Uh, still, we got to see a ton of cool stuff. Like I got to, I got to, I got to learn how a sexton works, like for navigating and like, you know, how Christopher Columbus did it and all that. Uh, and then we're, we're like, we're ready for the air side. Like we're ready to see all these big ass planes that we saw through the window the night before. And we go to walk walk over there that section closed off for construction and boy what a kind of a kick to the teeth because we only got to see like 75 percent of 75 percent of just the space side so really like whatever like 45 percent of the museum 40 to 45 percent of the museum was open and that was a little disappointing and Last Saturday night, there were a lot of big UFC fights on. Jake Paul was supposed to fight Tommy Fury last weekend. He ended up dropping out like a little girl. Anyways, after we went there and walked around for a while, we're like, all right, let's find a bar 
sit down, get some wings, watch the fights. Because, you know, there were still big UFC fights on, so we're, we're game for it. And we go down by the National Stadium. We're kind of walking around trying to find a spot. And everything, everything was crowded. Like, I don't, I don't know why we we didn't think about this before, that, like, we're in the nation's capital and everything's going to be crowded on Saturday night at the National Stadium. So we end up finding a place where, like, all right, like, looks like there's openings in there. We're going to go and get some food. And the lady's like, oh, like, they're done taking orders in 15 minutes. So, like, you you either got to find a spot on the bar and have 15 minutes to order um, or just try to go somewhere else. And, like, we thought old reliable B-dubs would be there for us. B-dubs was packed out the dough. Packed out the dough. Like, this shit was crowded. So, we're like, all right, we got we to gotta think of plan B. Um, and so, next best option was... Let's just get takeout from somewhere. Let's just get wings from somewhere. Take it back to my house. We'll watch the fights. And, you know, we'll just end the night right there after the fights end. We do that. Finally get back to my place. We, we turn on the second to last or third to last fight. We watched all of that. And then at the end of the second to last, uh, second to last fight, I had to take Matt back to the metro station because we didn't want him getting stuck again at the metro. And potentially having to sleep there, um, like we could have had to do the night before. Um, so we get him back to the metro station. I made it back in time for the beginning of the fight. Fight was, uh, it was okay. Uh, for like a the main event type thing, it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. Like it was cool and everything. Like the takedown was sweet, but it just wasn't as entertaining. Um, but it was whatever. Like we, I still got to finish out the fights, do that. And then as a little recap for this weekend, because right now we're recording this on Sunday, um, Friday night, Thursday night, we'll start with Thursday night. Thursday night, I went to another bar up at DuPont, and it's a board game bar. So like you go there, um, pay a few dollars, you rent out a board game, like they have a whole wall of just things to pick from. So ended up getting the game of life, played that for a little bit, played some office trivia, super good time, Friday night. Friday night, what? did i do on friday night friday night friday night we just kicked it around the crib we just stayed around the house i made dinner and i hadn't played any video games i hadn't streamed in a while so i was like you know what that's what we're going to dedicate friday night to and that's exactly what we did then yesterday uh yesterday on saturday uh got up i i had to i had to i had to sleep until noon i was low on sleep so i had to catch up and then i went out for lunch with another friend and then Last night, uh, I met back up with Matt, and we the goal was to watch the fights again uh, because last night was actually Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, second time, and we we're going to watch Tyron Woodley fight. So we go out uh, to Georgetown, check out Georgetown, kind of like are in shock with all the crazy stores that are like every, they literally had like everything bougie, like Lululemon, Michael Kors. They had an Allbirds store, which was pretty sweet to see. Um, Should have bought a pair of shoes there last night, but I'm going to have to hold off on that. Um, walked by the Georgetown Cupcakes place. And like, at first I was like, I definitely want to check this out. Like I'm going to mark it off my list of things that I got to do while in DC. And we walk around the corner to see the line. It's all the way up the block all the way up the block and I was like no way no way am I waiting in line for a cupcake that like I'm not even like huge on sweets 
But to wait like an hour for something that, you know, I'll just take a couple bites of or like, I don't know, let sit or whatever, it wasn't worth it. So it was still cool to just walk by and, and check it out. And then Matt and I got back to my house probably around like 8 o'clock, 8.30, and we were beat. We were beat. I mean, we were outside the past like two and a half hours prior to that, just walking around in the cold. So it definitely takes a little bit out of you. And we came to came to a divided road. Like one, we can just call it that Matt was going to go home. I was going to, you know, probably just stay in and chill out. But we're like, you know, coffee would do the trick. Made some coffee. And I was like, well, we haven't eaten dinner yet. Made some tacos. I cooked out tacos for Matt and I. And then we were feeling revived, rejuvenated, hydrated. And we're like, let's go check out the Jefferson Monument. I said, Monument? Jefferson Memorial? I got to learn these. Like, I'm going to look like an idiot if I'm like showing people like, oh, yeah, this is the Washington Memorial. <laughs> uh, no, I got to get better with this. So we went and checked out the Jefferson little shindig type beat and pretty cool and it's like right across the right across from the washington memorial great view of that and we get back from the get back from checking that out we walk up by the white house we walk down pennsylvania avenue near where i work and you know we came to the end of our night there when we got back to metro center which is the metro stop that matt and i take to meet each other his goes into Virginia. Mine goes a little northern to northern D.C. And at that time, it was probably like 1130. And I was like, OK, the Jake Paul fight definitely is about to be on. So I'm sitting there waiting for my train, watching the fight. I was able to get it pulled up on Twitch. I was watching the fight on the Metro. And then it was like perfect timing because right when I got off the train, Jake Paul had knocked out Tyron Woodley. It was like this couldn't have worked any better because there's no way there's no way that I'm walking through the streets with my phone out watching the Jake Paul fight. One, someone's going to beat my ass for watching Jake Paul and rooting for him to win. Two, just just you know you, you'd rather be safe, right? <laughs> but crazy end to the fight, and throughout the fight, I was texting him out. I was like, dude, there's no way if they make it to round eight and nobody gets KO'd that Jake's going to win. There's no way it's going to happen because Jake didn't look that hot. Like he looked strong and everything, but like. Tyron just Tyron was looking good out there and I was low key I was like okay maybe maybe it wouldn't be so bad if Tyron Woodley won because one like what great revenge would it be to get back at Jake Paul for knocking him out and then or for you know beating him the previous time but just you know just as I was thinking that it happened just as I texted Matt like yo there's no way it happened. Screen recorded, sent to Max. He couldn't get the stream pulled up just in time. And he's like, dude, no way. Because he was feeling the same thing as well. He was like, there's no way he's going to win. He doesn't deserve to win after this performance. Boy, were we wrong. Like, started the night as I wanted to see Jake Paul win. Then, you know, came to the conclusion that it's not possible for Jake Paul to win this. So I might as well hop to Tyron Woodley because, like, you know, got to root for the underdog a little bit. And then Jake knocked him out. Clean, clean knockout with a right hand. It was it was like the perfect setup for Jake. Like Tyron Woodley dropped his left arm, exposed his left side of his face. Jake Paul came in there, knocked his lights out. He was out for a minute too. And I was trying to screen record it to get the replay. But it was like five minutes later. My phone, look, my phone is on 4%. So I'm like, how am I going to make this happen? 
send it out to everybody to let them know and then, you know, make it back in time before my phone dies. Fortunately, I was able to do it all. And then probably halfway on my walk home, my phone died. And I was like, you know what? It's all right. I'm not, I'm not losing sleep about it. I got a block and a half until my house. Like, I can make it. So we end up doing that. That was that was Saturday night. That was Friday night. That was this past weekend. Um, but I'm I'm stoked about it. Like I'm stoked to be up here in DC now, living this new crazy city boy life. Like no more, like when I say, like no more tractors getting stuck behind them boys coming home from work. There's nothing like it. Um, I haven't even seen one riding mower yet since I've been here, which is mildly disappointing. But another crazy thing about my location, like I walk out onto my street and I have an incredible view of the Catholic Church um, at the Catholic University, just like right down the right down the road, like perfect symmetry right in the middle of the road. It's it's a pretty sweet setup. I was able to go down there the other other day, check out the gift shop, see what they had going on, see what the Catholics were trying to finesse out of people. And, you know, they they did well because. I made a purchase. I had to. You have to. Wanted to go in there and check out the church, but they were about to get ready for mass, and I didn't have, I didn't quite have the time to set up, or I didn't have quite the time to sit through mass and make it back to my house on my lunch break. Um, but we'll save that for another day. We'll save that for another day. One thing that is pretty exciting, though, uh, we were just recently released the Spotify Wrapped. Uh, very, very exciting day for me because, you know, I was just trying to get a recap of what my year looked like because last year when I got the Spotify wrapped, I had gotten Spotify in like August. So it was only three months of songs, uh, or four months of songs before I, I got what was going on this year. I had a full year under my belt. I was able to see all my artists and everything. You know, I had to, had to let the people know that Kanye was still number one in my book, closely followed behind Jack Harlow, Mac Miller's up there. Um, couple other, couple other nice artists too. One thing that I did get the email about though. So since the podcast is on Spotify, I received a, a Spotify rap for my podcast. And that was like, it was such like a rewarding feeling because it tells you how many minutes you spent recording, how many people viewed it over the past year. And it tells you how many people had you as their number one podcast on their Spotify wrapped. And let me say it. We had 13 people listen to my podcast the most out of anybody, out of Joe Rogan, out of anybody. So I'm like, oh, my God, like we might be just might be better than Joe Rogan in this case. Like just Chris podcast might be better than the JRE. I mean, 13 people think otherwise, or 13 people would agree with that statement. So, I mean, one person I do want to shout out because, you know, he was the first to give me a message about this was Colin Meadows. Colin Meadows holding it down up in the WVU, killing it out there. So, Colin, keep it up. I appreciate the listen. Um, as for everybody else, you know, we got we got another year of this. We got another year of progress, another year of growth. We're going to continue to kind of push through it. Even when there's down weeks here and there, you know, the goal is to still stay, st still keep moving forward. That, that's it. That's the thing. We're just going to keep moving forward. You know, I said it once, I'll say it again. We're on the road to 100 episodes. We're coming up. We're coming up on 50 episodes, which is 
crazy to think of, like the progress we've made in 50 episodes, the progress we've made in a year. It's exciting. So if, you know, I just got to find something to stick to it, um, stay true to, stay true to the game. And, you know, that's, that's what we have for this week's episode of the podcast, guys. I, I appreciate you you tuning in. I appreciate the patience over these past couple of weeks of not putting anything out. Appreciate all the people who had me as number one on their Spotify rap. Let's try to double that number next year. Um, hopefully we'll have another year of, you know, pretty solid growth. Um, I would say it's, you know, nice exponential growth. So we start out slow and we're slowly, slowly building up. Uh, maybe in 10 years we'll be there, but you know, day by day, video by video, episode by episode. Now, as for the people that are like, okay, Chris is now living in DC, like, what's good with it? When can I come through and see you in DC? Uh, you know, I'm going to open up this invite, like, just shoot me a message, say, Chris, like, I'm going to be in DC this weekend, what's good? Like, if you want to link up, let me know if you just got like a, a suggestion on a place to eat. I don't know much. I'm I'm still learning. Shoot me a message. Uh, if you don't have any of my, you know, updated contact information, best way you can reach me is, you know, the people know it. The people know the best way to reach me. <laughs> it is, it's just chrispodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a message. Shoot me an email. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube if you're watching the video. In addition to anywhere else you consume podcasts, you listen to it. Google Music, Google Play, whatever. We're on there too, boys and girls. We're we're out here. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to link up, just just reach out to me and we'll make it happen. But until then, guys, episode 41, we're wrapping uh, wrapping it up right here. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to all of you soon.